Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor. I am your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an incredible guest. He became a best-selling author by the age of 25. He's a certified goal success coach. He's a lifelong entrepreneur, and he teaches people how to monetize their websites and their brands. So let's welcome Nathan Bynum. How are you doing today, Nathan? Doing well. Glad to be on here, Victor. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's glad to have you on. And Nathan, I'd like to get started by asking you to uh, please share your story. How did you become, uh, how did you get into becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, so really the mindset of the entrepreneur came to me when I was about six years old. We had just just moved over to Hungary in Eastern Europe. And on our um, family desktop, we had this widget that we downloaded and it showed the exchange rates from like Hungarian forints to US dollars to Czech crowns, all, all sorts of different currencies. And I would look at that and I would look at the numbers every day and realize, man, if I just traded at different points in time, different currencies, then I could make some money from that. But at six, I didn't really have any money to start with. So it took a little while, fourth grade, I started selling gum and um, different things to kids at school on the playground. Then closer to now, um, a few years ago, it was, I was started off online, finally doing some stuff from eBay and some drop shipping. And that kind of got me interested in making money just like on the globe and realizing how many people that opened it up to. And so then I wound up um, starting a business called Treasures of Our Nation, where I sold different local artisans here in Florida, just sold their things on there on a collective platform. And then uh, last year, I wound up writing the book on goal setting and kind of made a website around that and then kind of shifted the the goal setting towards helping entrepreneurs reach their goals through creating websites and monetizing whatever their passions are with affiliate marketing. So that kind of brings us to where we are today. That is awesome. So it seems like you've always been kind of entrepreneur from the time you were six years old, when you were looking at different exchange rates, of course, when you were six, you really didn't have the money to, you know, work on exchange of money. And from what I understand, in the fourth grade, you were selling gum. So you always doing these little entrepreneurial things throughout your life. And then you got into eBay, you're doing drop shipping, and then you sold stuff for artisans. And then you finally wrote the ghost selling book more recently. And um, you, you've done affiliate marketing. So um, tell me a little bit more about your, your goal setting book, because this might be something people want to learn more about, because a lot of people heard about setting goals. A lot of people don't know how to sell goals, set goals. And a lot of people uh, might they say, I have a goal to this, but they never accomplish. So you might talk about what do people need to do to set goals and to make sure they, they accomplish, they don't forget about, because a lot of people don't always accomplish their goals. So you might talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So there's a couple of main points to goal setting that really we may have heard. We 
we may have just like kind of brushed it off, which I know I did whenever I like first heard about it. It was whenever a few years ago I read um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I understood that he was a successful person. He was like, he had all these friends. He was, um, he was writing this book based on his experience and interviewing other people. And he was talking about just like the visualization. And I was like, uh, I mean, that sounds kind of woo woo to me. Like, I don't, I don't really understand that. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of try it. And like, I, I tried following along with it, but I have a hard time following through with things unless I know like why it works or the science behind it. And so it was when I was going through a course on goal setting that I first heard the word reticular activating system. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's what really like makes things happen whenever we visualize them. Because if for those of the audience that don't know what that is, like if you got a car recently and you start seeing that car driving around everywhere. It's not because everybody decided to copy you. It's because your subconscious mind is now aware of those things. And to kind of relate it more to what, what helps us with that is if we're in like a, a debate an argument with somebody and we just like are lost for words, but then later on, we're just like, doing something random, mowing the yard, taking a shower. And then the perfect rebuttal to their argument comes to our mind. It's because of the reticular activating system. It's, it keeps working in the background until it accomplishes whatever you had set out for it in the beginning. So to bring it back to Napoleon Hill, which I know, I think you talked about this on one of your recent podcasts, Napoleon Hill and that, that whole group, but he, he talks about visualization because whenever you visualize it, your subconscious will start finding those opportunities to make things a reality. They'll start seeing doors that you didn't understand were doors before and helping you to, it, it almost seems like it's luck, but it's really just your, your mind is being trained to find those opportunities and build on them. So the main thing is visualization and then, that's um, the, do you want me to talk more about it or do you want? Do you feel want free to, to talk more. Yeah, def- definitely. Feel free to share more. So that's the first main thing. But then the other thing that is most important is the deadlines. And if you had, like, if you remember back into like grade school, whenever you had like a paper that was due, and it's you would sit down and the deadline wasn't until like a, a month away because it was a huge paper and you just couldn't write it like you couldn't just that's how I was at least. And so you would just keep procrastinating until that deadline. And but then the night before you just typed out 5000 words and somehow did that. So whenever you break down your goals, you set them like a lot of people are going to be setting goals soon because of the new years. So whenever you think about those, like a lot of people will just set, set huge goals, which is important, but they won't break them down into incremental deadlines. And that, that is what keeps people motivated. It's what keeps people being um, on top of what they are trying to do because you set that main deadline. Yeah. It's at the end of the year. 
but that if you just do that it's going to be like in grade school it's you're just going to keep putting it off like oh well i'll start eating healthy like next year or, or next month or wait no valentine's is coming up um i need to just like put it off till after that and then you're like well I mean, I have, have time still. So if you just set those small goals, if you set monthly and then break those down into weekly and have deadlines, the visualization and the deadlines, that is going to amaze you on what goals you can accomplish throughout the year. No, I thought you shared some great stuff there the last few minutes. So number one, you brought up Think and Grow Rich. You brought up the visualization. And a lot of people do not understand visualization. It's very powerful because... Your mind cannot tell the difference between a real event and a imagined event. So we, because uh, it's one of the reasons why if you're watching a horror movie right before you go to sleep, you sometimes have nightmares. These events not really happen, but because your, your mind's magic, you, you can have. So we can share a lot more examples of it, but every successful person will tell you they visualize the kind of life that they want. And eventually it became real in their mind, even though it wasn't real when it first happened, but your mind imagined. So it's very powerful. And uh, yeah, so I, I highly recommend visualization. I'm glad you brought up the reticular activating system, the RAS or RAS is what other people call it. And that's very important because here's what a lot of people do not understand is uh, your mind is bombarded with thousands of messages every single day. So it filters out these things that it considers unimportant. And it only allows them the things that are important. So you brought up the example of the car. So if you want to buy a red car, all of a sudden you go outside, you start noticing all these red cars. But these red cars were always there, but before it wasn't important to you. Now that it's important to you, your reticular acting system starts noticing it's on the lookout for these things. So if you work on it, you visualize these things and you want something that badly becomes important, you will start noticing things. It's like when you go to the airport, you, you, you hear these announcements, you hear these people, the names of these people being announced, you ignore it because it's not important to you. But when you hear your name announced, guess what? You pay attention to it. Why? Because your name is very important. So it's uh, the reticular activating system. I cannot stress enough. It's very important for becoming successful. So I'm glad you brought that up. And I highly recommend for those who don't know more about it, definitely do some research on the great videos on YouTube. And you can read a lot more about them in books. And you brought up the, uh, uh, the goal setting. And, and I like the fact you brought up, they need to have deadlines because the goals, the tendency of most human people is we procrastinate. I know when I was in the workforce, um, if my boss says, I, uh, I need this done in, in the next couple of days, guess what? I got to work on a meal because it needs to get done. But if you tell me, oh, I don't need it for two weeks, did I get started on it? No, because I know I had a couple of weeks. So it's important, like when you have a deadline to work on it, you always get to work. And it's incredible how much you accomplish. Think about it this way. When people are about to go away on vacation, they get so much done right before those three, two or three days before vacation. They get so much done. Why? Because they want to, they want nothing to worry about while they're on vacation. So deadlines are very important. So if you have a goal, I need to get this done by this date. And if you don't have a goal, you will never get it done because people procrastinate. There's a reason why coupons have expiration dates. Companies know that if there are no expiration dates, people will not use them. And I like the fact you you talked about breaking it down, chunking it down. Like you said, um, if you if you if you have a goal for a year from now, but you don't break it into smaller goals like weekly or monthly goals, you you may wait for many months before you take any action on it. But if you say I have these weekly goals to work on, you're much more likely to take action on because. Uh, 
your subconscious mind, which is so powerful, and I'm glad you brought that up, the subconscious mind needs to have something concrete to work. I need dates to work on. I need to do this. I need to do these activities. I need to lose this amount of weight in the next couple of weeks. So your subconscious mind, a lot of people don't know, probably makes 95% of the decisions that you make. A lot of people think it's your subconscious mind, but it's really it, a lot of people think it's the conscious mind that makes the decisions, but it's really a subconscious mind. So actually, you might talk a little bit more about the importance of the subconscious mind and how important it has been for your success and for uh, people out there if they want to become more successful, you know, how, how important it is to work on your subconscious mind more. Yeah, so I, um, a lot of, most mornings I will do kind of a, uh, set visualization thing and like everybody has their own types of that and they have their own times they want to do that but i i like to um visualize like in one year from now to start out with to kind of have like a realistic thing to go towards but then i start kind of backtracking as well then i um kind of visualize throughout the day not just what I'm going to do, not just what I'm going to accomplish, but also how I'm going to feel and how I'm going to treat other people. I kind of see myself like going through um, the, the day, like especially places that I may not feel as, um, as happy with people like driving, like that's been a thing for me. So I, I imagine like understanding them from that perspective. And then I imagine the things, um, that are are going to happen but i also one critical thing that i've added lately is thinking about things that are going to be hindrances to me things not only the positive things but the things that are going to be distractions that are going to be my excuses and how i'm going to combat that at that time and that has been a dramatic change in how I have been able to improve in different ways because before I would just think, okay, all these positive thoughts, like this is what's going to happen, but reality hits and you're not prepared for that because you haven't kind of told your subconscious mind, these are the things that I'm going to do if life happens, which it always does. And these are the things that how I'm going to react because when you're in that moment, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're trying to accomplish, you, you have that dis decision fatigue because you've already done these things. Your um, blood sugar may be low. You haven't eaten. You're eating the wrong things and you're tired because you're hustling. You're doing the entrepreneurial life. And so these things come up, but if you're having to make a decision at that time, oh, this is how I'm going to work around it. This is how I'm going to work harder to get through this obstacle. If you're waiting until that moment, then you've already lost because like you're saying, the subconscious mind makes like 95% or whatever the decisions. So you're relying on your subconscious mind, which you haven't commanded to do things beforehand whenever you had that energy. So that, that's been one of the most important things I think that has helped me in getting things done. No, that's some good stuff there because a lot of people don't think about that, you know, uh, plan to deal with obstacles, problems, hindrances beforehand and have your subconscious mind go to work on it because 
any entrepreneur can tell you, and I'm sure you, you know, you're from your journey, you've had a lot of obstacles to deal with. No matter how much you try to make as perfect po as possible, something's going to happen. Some some problem will arise, some obstacle will arise, and you got to say, what happens? Well, how do how do I handle it if this happens or that happens? And you know, and deal and like you said, uh, dealing with not making excuses before and just working on solving the problem. So I think that's very powerful. And I think it's uh yeah, the subconscious mind is so powerful because once you get the subconscious mind uh mastered, everything else will fall into place. So a lot of people, it's not enough to have the talent because if your mindset's messed up, your subconscious not messed is is your subconscious mind is messed up, you will have a lot of problems. So and I'm glad I'm glad you've talked about that. And uh, what do you think was the turning point in your journey? You know, because you've been doing uh, entrepreneurship for many years now. That that it, you that it, it, you, you what was the turning point you said that made you become very successful? You said when I started doing this or I started doing that. What do you think was the turning point in your entrepreneurial journey that led you to to the success that you are having right now? So starting out, especially at a young age, I um, kind of had these limiting beliefs about what I needed to do and how I needed to look more professional and how I needed to um, kind of have that credibility and just like kind of be a robot towards whatever I'm doing to kind of make up for my um, lack of years doing it. And so I was talking to somebody, um, John, the John Davis, the corporate action hero. I was talking to him one day and he was telling me that I have been making a mistake by trying to be somebody else rather than who I am. And that hinders you in a lot of ways. It, it hinders you from being able to fully express to other people and connect with them because you're not being truly authentic to who you are. And it also hinders you from being as motivated to keep working because you're, you're not letting your personality come through from whatever you're, you're pursuing, whatever you're working on, whatever content you're making. And that, that makes it lack that human component to it because if you're just trying to do everything super professional, super just like strict and super um, just all around, like in the box, then you're not going to really stand out from the crowd. So it doesn't matter like what your personality is. You're going to attract those people who are in sync with you and you're going to get better clients because you're able to relate to them. They, they see that in themselves. They're, you're able to um, kind of work through the days more because you're able to express yourself. You're, you're not just stifling your, um, your goofiness, your humor, your creativity, just whatever that is. So I think really, and I hope my explanation kind of showed why that's important, but I, I think it's something that we hear a lot is just like being yourself, but like, what does that truly mean? Why, like, why does that matter in a business setting? And so I think that that's one thing I, I hadn't really applied in that way before I talked to him. And that's when I started seeing more and finding more people who resonated with that message instead of just being one of many who are just like robotic and the same. So I think that's 
if I have to look back and think of one pivotal point, I think that's one thing that really changed that. And you mentioned limiting beliefs. Uh, you felt like you had to act a certain way, do things a certain way. And I think that happens to a lot of people. And if they're afraid of they try to be themselves, no one will accept them for who they are. But I think you found from your experience that when you started being yourself, you attracted the right kind of people into your life. And number two, you probably realized, man, you know what? It's so much easier being myself. I don't have to do, I don't have to work hard at it because I know who I am. When I try to be someone else, I got to constantly work hard at it. And it's, it, it's, it, it's a, it probably is a huge hassle and a huge pain to uh, deal with because you have to be someone that you're not, and you're not really enjoying yourself. Whereas if you're being yourself, um, it, it, it's, it's so much more relaxing. And like you said, you meet the people you're supposed to and people like you more for who you are as it is anyway. So I think it's a big lesson for a lot of people to realize is be yourself because uh, don't, don't sell yourself short, which I think a lot of us wind up doing. I know I've done that in the past and I agree. When I found that when I started acting more myself, it definitely changed the kind of people I interacted, changed the, the success I have because people like me for who I am. So now I just try to be who I am. And, and, and so I think that's a great lesson you uh, brought up you know, just be yourself. So a very important lesson there. And so next thing I'd just like to ask you about is, uh, you know, you brought up obstacles and struggles. So in the entrepreneurial journey, you realize everyone's going to go through them. There are going to be times where you're like, man, is it worth it? You, you sometimes feel like you're, you want to give up because you don't, you don't see light at the end of the tunnel. But, uh, but as most successful entrepreneurs would tell you, it's when they persevered and they didn't give up is where they got the success because so you might because i'm sure there are going to be some entrepreneurs listening to this podcast who are probably struggling they're saying to themselves you know should i continue should i give up you know why should i continue on this journey so what would you recommend to people who are going through a tough time who are dealing with obstacles and who are thinking like you know should i quit or not what would you say to them yeah so a couple of things come to mind and the first is just figuring out why you're doing it not not just because everybody else is doing it or just because like it it seems like the right thing to do or i just want to make stuff like those are those are fine things if they're also accompanied with truly why are you doing it and that could be a number of things that could be like you want to help people you want to serve people in a certain way you you want to um make that impact and have that ripple effect on you helped this person and that helps them to be more able to help other people. And it just makes the world better. Or you, you have um, a family that you need to feed and that that is the, the way that you're going to be able to provide for them. So just like whenever the things get hard, just understanding why you're doing it is going to help you motivate yourself but for a more um more tangible thing to do because that that's hard sometimes to just like remind yourself if you're not seeing any progress or you don't think that you're making any progress the other thing is to just find different things look at what the your end goal is your end um what it's going to be like like whatever that may be for you if it's at the end of the year, you want to be making 20,000 a month, just setting again, those incremental things. But whenever you break those down to the weekly or monthly goals, then celebrating that along the way, 
and you're you're seeing that progress like it's it's kind of going back to just enjoying the journey because entrepreneurship is going to be a journey it's not just going to be okay well at this point then i'm going to be happy it's along these lines like i'm making progress even if i don't wind up hitting my goal like i've i've gotten so much better i've improved this many people's lives i've made this impact in the world and so just finding that like having those celebrating whatever that may be along the way um that that helps keep you motivated and keeps you going towards that goal keeps you feeling like well i mean i can look at these smaller increments now i i realize that i am going towards that it is a journey but you're also enjoying it because you you have these opportunities like we have right now like we're able to connect and make a friendship just looking for those things along that journey to enjoy because if you're just constantly worried about where you want to be then you're not going to be in the moment you're not going to be present with people you're talking to you're not going to be as present with the people you're serving if you're in the coaching industry or you're creating content for people it's not going to be nearly as good if you're always focused on the future because you need to be present in the moment to make that future a better more tangible reality yeah i totally agree with you on that be present with everyone be present in the moment don't always be thinking about the future because you're going to lose a lot of people otherwise and i like the fact you talk about focus on why are you doing it the end goal in mind and enjoy the journey and celebrate those wins along the way i think that is something so important because a lot of people don't do that celebrate all these little successes you're having each day and each week because you know what it sinks into your subconscious mind more and more and the more you celebrate these victories the more they're going to become bigger and bigger bigger victories a lot of people only think they're successful if they accomplish the big goal at the end of the year but you have these little goals daily or weekly or bi-weekly or monthly you're, and you're achieving those goals and you're celebrating those victories it's going to make a big difference to your subconscious mind your subconscious mind start thinking oh man i can start doing it and yeah and and look at the person you're becoming in the process i'm glad you brought that up jim Rohn used to talk about that a lot he says focus on the, on the person you're becoming in the journey and watch how you change and if you do that you know along the journey you see how you've changed in the over the last three months or six months or a year and you say to yourself wow i've come along so far from where i was a year ago and enjoy that because you've changed so much, you've grown so much, and you'll be happier. Maybe you haven't gotten to where exactly you want to be, but if you're so much better than you were a year ago, you should celebrate that and realize, man, I've become a much better person and I'm going to continue this journey. So I'm glad you brought that up. Now, one of the other things you like to do, you brought up affiliate marketing. You also help people uh, monetize their brands and their websites. You might talk a little bit. Well, let's start first on the affiliate marketing because uh there are a lot of people that are interested in affiliate marketing but as you know a lot of people don't succeed in it so what do you think is one major reason people don't succeed in affiliate marketing what do you recommend they do to to learn to become more successful in affiliate marketing so from my experience i've seen a couple of reasons that people do not succeed in affiliate marketing the first one is that they just sign up for an affiliate program and they have their links and they just start posting at different places like 
and they post it on their social media, they just say, Hey, like buy this, um, go through this link, or they post it on um, Quora forums or just wherever they just keep posting it, but they don't incentivize people to do that. And one step up from that still not that successful is people will just explain like here, these are the good things about this. Um, just buy it through this link that that's a little bit better than just posting them, but it's still not going to give you that recurring revenue that you want. So the step up from that is what I like to do is to, before I even show them the link, provide some kind of value, provide um, whether it's like an ebook that explains the, the product, but before it even explains that, it shows them the steps that they need to get close to that goal, it, to get close to having that win. It gives them little wins first. It provides that value to them. It shows them that you're trustworthy. It shows them that you are helpful to them. And at the, at the end of that book, or if it's a course, at the end of that course, it shows them, well, to really make this work, this product, this is going to help you a lot with that. This is going to help you overcome a lot of obstacles. This is going to save you a lot of time rather than doing it manually. And that is when people start kind of buying into it. It's like, okay, well, I understand how to do this. Um, like I, I could walk through this process or I could save all this time and shortcut that because you don't, they think about time. They think about the money. They think about, well, if I spend six hours on this, like what is my time worth? Is it worth a $40 product to cut out that six hours? Then definitely yes. And so once they really see the value, once they have those wins along the way, once they start seeing what that is, that is um, kind of the, the basic model. And that kind of comes back to your question, what people usually do wrong with that and how to kind of get past that, how, how to not, not be in the first tier or second tier is to just provide that, that massive value, provide those wins along the way. No, and I agree. I think too often people are, so a lot of people just don't know. So that's why they'll put the links all over the web. And uh, they just think people are going to buy them. As you pointed out, that rarely happens. And I think I agree. Uh, the best way to do that is to give people as much value as possible. The more value you have, you give them, the more credibility you have with them, the more they can trust you. And they say, wow, he's giving me this ebook. It'll tell me how the product works, or it's a course. It'll tell me the steps I need to do to, you know, to make this work. And the more value you can give them up front, the more they're going to trust you, and the more likely down the road they're going to buy things from you. It takes time. Some people are impatient. They say, I need to make money right now. And that's understandable. But uh, most people, especially if they don't know you, you send them a link, they're not going to buy because they have no idea who you are. But if you send them some value, whether it's a course, a book, some videos, they're going to trust you more. They're going to, you're going to have more credibility with them. This, and they'll say, wow, look what this person shared with me. This is very helpful. And I'm sure this other stuff, which he's selling, 
I'm sure can help me more. So I'm probably going to buy them. So I agree. Give them as much value as possible. Um, uh, one of the things that happens in a lot of industries, whether it's affiliate marketing, network marketing, some of the other things, one of the, my, one of the things my mentor taught me is value comes before volume. A lot of people want the volume first, but you got to give the value. You get the value, the volume will come later. So I'm sure you've uh, discovered that in your journey with uh, affiliate marketing. Now, the next thing, one of the other things you do is you help people monetize their websites and their brands. So uh, you might talk a little bit about that for people who want to learn more about that, because I know that a lot of people who definitely would love to monetize their websites, for example. <clears throat> yeah, so it, it all comes back to what um, what audience you're trying to serve. And to it depends on kind of what what niche you are, what you're going for, but they all have this in common, which is finding that um, intersection between what you're passionate about, what you're teaching, what you are wanting to serve, how the people you're trying to serve and their pain points. Those, if it's a Venn diagram, those are where the profits come in. And so understanding the, the general audience of who you're trying to serve allows you to start going into different places, whether you already have an audience, then that's even easier. You can ask them what their pain points are, or if you don't have one, then going into different groups, different Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups. Um, even if you're looking at um, finding books that are similar to that niche, serving those same people, looking at the reviews, seeing what they liked about this, um, what problems it helped them solve. But even more importantly than that is the negative reviews, what it was missing, what it was lacking. And that's where you're going to be able to find your unique value proposition with those people. So tallying all those up, whether it's through your audience or other people's, tallying all those pain points, tallying all those into one document, looking at them and finding where there's the most overlap. You're able to make those, um, those products around that. Again, whether it's like a course or whether it's an ebook or whether you are starting a coaching program, however you are wanting to serve those audiences, having that as your, your forefront, forefront product is going to ensure that there's already a huge audience for you. It's, it's kind of the opposite of how a lot of people look at it. They, they think, well, I'm good at this. I'm going to create this. These people don't know that they need it yet because I'm the expert in it and they don't know a lot of this stuff about it. So I'm going to just create it and then hope that people realize that they need it. But that works if you're like a multi-million dollar company and you're able to advertise a ton and show people what that product is for. But with a lot of entrepreneurs, they're not in that same space yet. They don't have a million dollar marketing budget. So making sure before you create products that they are what people are needing what people already know that they need, what people are already aware of, because that that advertising budget from those 
multi-million dollar companies, those are called awareness, awareness ads, awareness um, feats. And so those are even before the people realize that they need that. So whenever you meet people where they are at this point in time, you're then able to get them in the door. You're able to solve their problems. You're able to give them value that they need, that they know they need. And then if you have things in the back end that you're like, well, they don't know about this yet. Like this, this could really help them. Like this could help them solve a lot of problems that they don't yet understand. Those people are already in your audience. They've already bought from you. They already understand that you are an expert. You're able to help them. And then you're able to just like email them or write on social media, like, Hey, this is what you need. Like, this is going to take you to that next level. So just basically understanding where people are and creating those products. And then you're able to also, on top of that, add better affiliate programs, ones that are complementary to those core things that you, you're an expert and you're great at, but you're, you may not be uh, a software engineer or you may not have like the graphic designs for this or the, the skills to do that. So you're able to bring in other companies that serve your audience that you have already built that rapport with and show them things that are going to help them in that journey that you're already helping them on. Yeah, no, I think you brought up some good points there. I think number one, you need to know who your audience is. You need to know what your niche is. A lot of people don't. I think too much they focus on, I know this, so people are going to like it, but people don't like what you want. People want to buy what they want. So I think you got to solve the problem, their need that they want. I think too often when people put up a website, they focus on what I can offer, you know, what I want to give. But what you want to give may not necessarily be what they want. So you got to see what is it that your audience wants and learn to see, like you mentioned, the unique value proposition, you know, the pain points. How can you ease those payments? How can you get rid of them? So focus on how you can solve their problems, how you can help them, how you can serve them. And that's what you, people need to see when they come to your website. So I'm glad you brought that up and, and the things you can offer, whether it's an ebook, a course, a coaching program, something that can really help them. And, and you can find, like you mentioned, you mentioned Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, et cetera. So I think that's very important. I think that's a problem I think a lot of people have in their websites because um, they're putting up stuff that they like, but it's probably stuff a lot of people don't like. So I think you got to realize you got to focus on what they want because they don't care what you want. They only care about what they want. And once you realize that, your business can change. So that, that was a huge point. And uh no, I think as and I think the other issue, and some of you agree, is I think a lot of times, like when people go to some of these websites, they don't know what you're offering. You just have some people have a lot of stuff there, but it's not very clear how you can help them, how you can serve them. They just have a lot of stuff there, and people don't know when am I going to get out of going to your page. So sometimes people just tune out and leave. So would you agree that's also a problem with some of these websites? Oh yeah, I, I definitely do. And um, <clears throat> it's funny you bring that up because I don't know if you've been to my website, but I, I have what I call like an upside down website mm-hmm. where the menu is at the bottom because I have one call to action above the fold, which is um, just where, where people don't have to scroll down to see it. And it tells them about my 
affiliate marketing, it, it gives them an opportunity to go to um, get a free list of kind of vetted companies that I have looked through and am willing to recommend for people to incorporate in their own websites. So I have that one thing and then you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom to even get to like the blog articles or my book or the about page so that people's um, attention is directed where I want it. And whenever I'm coming out with something else or having, having added like a new feature to my website, I may change that, but it's typically always, you can't get to any page other than that page, other than right there above the fold until you scroll down to the bottom because of that. Yeah, that, that is beautiful. I think that's very wise to do. So uh, we're getting sort of the last few minutes of the interview. So I one question I want to ha- uh, ask you is because there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there and they're wondering, what are some of the traits I need to have if I want to become a successful entrepreneur? You've been a successful entrepreneur for a number of years now. And so what are some of the habits I need to have? What are some of the things I need to do if I want to become successful as an entrepreneur? What would you say to those people? I think the number one thing is to understand where you want to go, how you want to be in a year from now or whatever, a lot of time. Typically that's my go-to because that's still far away enough to be, um, be large and be able to kind of get a lot of things done, but it's short enough to be realistic. And so kind of knowing where you want to go, setting those goals, breaking them down, like we talked about visualizing and more practically having an understanding of who you are individually to know when you're most efficient, probably like 80, 90% of people are most efficient, like first thing in the morning. So that's when I work on like the most important tasks and that's when I like block out everything else just to get those couple of hours and of just that like deep work. And I think is Rory Vaden is the one who like wrote that whole book about deep work. And that was pivotal to me whenever I was, especially when I was writing my book, because I have never been an author. I'd never had an intention of writing a book until then. And just like, having read Rory's book, like right before then, that was, that was huge on just like understanding the importance of first thing in the morning, blocking out that time. And I still use it today. Like I'm not writing a book right now, but just like on, on those most, most important tasks, just amazing how much you can cram into a focused amount of time because there's people claim to be, um, good multitaskers, but it's been proven by science that you're not really, whenever it's important tasks, you're not multitasking. You're actually just task switching very, very fast. Mm -hmm. And that will wear your mind down a lot. So the amount of time that um, it takes to get the same things done in a two hour period, it could take you eight hours or 10 hours, depending on your level of focus and your intentionality. And so just keeping that in mind, keeping the goals in mind, I think those, those are really what are game changers. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the part about being, having that focus time and uh, 
the fact is multitasking does not work, despite what we've been told by a lot of people. And you're right, because you're not really multitasking, you're going back and forth between two tasks. And as you mentioned, many studies have shown you are a lot less productive, anywhere from 50 to 100% less productive when you try to do two or three tasks at once. Whereas you focus on one task at a time, you are so much more productive. And one of the reasons also uh, you're less productive when you go back and forth between tasks is you lose that momentum. When you're working on one project and you stop and you go start on another one, you have to develop that momentum all over again. And then you have to go back to the other one. You gotta, it's good, you have to get it back. So whereas you're working on one task at a time, you just had that momentum throughout. Once you finish, you go to the next one and you get a lot more done. And so focus, like you have that focus time is very important. All, uh, all you need to do is you take a magnifying glass and you have the sun going through it. If you have that magnifying glass on one point on a piece of paper, eventually it's going to burn a hole in that paper. But if you keep moving the magnifying glass, there will be nothing, no holes burned on that piece of paper. You need to have it focused on that one spot. And uh, another acronym I know for focus is follow one course until successful. So I'm glad you brought up focus time. It is very important. And so I would definitely tell people as you brought up, don't try to multitask. You're going to be a lot less productive. You won't get as much done. Focus on one task at a time. So great stuff. Listen, it's been really wonderful having you on this show. Nathan, thank you so much for being on. And before I let you go, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? And feel free to share uh, your links, like your website, uh, how, to, how to buy your book and Please share the name of your book as well. So, you know, let people know how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, so everything can be found on my website. But the my big project right now is um, in March, I'm going to be setting a Guinness World Record for um, launching 10 lemons in the shortest amount of time into a target from a slingshot. And so that that's going to be kind of like a, publicity thing to get more people to to give free um, resources to entrepreneurs to kind of help give them that boost and kind of a really fun fun activity that'll be live streamed and so if they want to sign up for that or get to know me better they can go to um, lemonlaunch.com forward slash world record and everything else can be found on the website too Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. And we look forward to you getting getting that Guinness uh, uh, Book of Records uh, uh, set in March. So congratulations. Beforehand, con wishing you congratulations on that. So thanks for sharing that. And um, yeah, check his website, learn all about it. Thanks for being on the show. And thanks for sharing all your wisdom with us. It was, it was a great pleasure to have you on, Nathan. And um, have yourself a great day. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.